welcome to episode six of Decoding Cannabis, the podcast in which we're trying to solve the mystery behind the magical properties of marijuana. I'm your host, Avadia Batat, founder of Consciousness Research Institute in Spokane, Washington. Um, today I have uh, Ginny with me. Hello. How are you doing? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm good. And um, what we're going to do today is the first part of an experiment that I spoke about, I believe, in the pilot episode. So here in Decoding Cannabis, what we're trying to establish is how does marijuana impact the mind? Now, mind you, we're not testing how marijuana impacts the brain. We're checking what happens to the mind. The mind and the brain are not the same thing. Testing what marijuana does to the mind by researching the brain is like testing... Uh, our cheek muscles in order to investigate humor. The mind is metaphysical. The mind is our thoughts. The mind is our memory. The mind is the way we digest information, the way we speak. Uh, and so I have all kind of ways to test that. And here's how it's going to work. Here's what we're trying to establish. What we're trying to establish is whether THC for sativa or indica, well, let me take a step back. In the last six years of conducted research, as to the difference between sativa and indica strains when it comes to their impact on our language. And uh, the conclusions of the research, which was published by Consciousness Research Institute um, first uh, on September of 2018, was that sativa strains make our speech more abstract and indica strains make our literal speech more concrete. That is theoretical versus practical. And it means a lot because on indica strains, for example, it's much harder to think about thinking. And the reason for that, as laid out in the theory, it has to do with time. And I explain all the details of that. I'm not going to talk about them today. I'm explaining all these details in my book, It's About Time. And it basically shows that time is the hidden pivot on which the mind fluctuates. And the more, the faster, what's called the voluntary thought, the um, the easier it is for us to think about abstract things, theoretical things. We, we become systematizers. We become planners. We become, we become the storyteller that observes, uh, observes the, the, the story as from the outside, always making possibility, probability uh, analysis around what's happening. We can hear our inner dialogue. You know, we're thinking, and we're the thinking entity. We're the self-conscious observing what is conscious. And the more we smoke indica, uh, we become more conscious in the experience, less self-conscious of who we are, and less in the thinking mind, more in the feeling mind. In other words, head high versus body high. Now, the question that we want to solve in today's research is whether the difference is due to two different types of THC, or is it the other compounds in marijuana that gives us that particular effect? And so to do that, I was able to get, uh, Ginny was able to get her hands on pure THC crystals, um, two different kinds. Uh, do you want to tell us what you have? Um, so I have a sativa and an indica. Um, we, do you want to know like strains or more specifics or I, you kind of wanted to do like a double blind thing. So Let's how much do detail do you want? Don't give me details. Tell me the details later. Okay. Um, but they're pure crystals. That means that they have mm -hmm. no, like pretty much like what, 80%, 90%, like what are we talking, THC? 
concentration. So, uh, you know, you know when you like distill like a, a sugar crystal or a salt crystal and it becomes that pure element? Mm-hmm. That's what this is. This is pure THC crystal. Um, <clears throat> it is broken down into its most like elemental form basically so yeah it's like 99 98 97 percent because there is still a little bit of uh, plant matter and a little bit of residual um, solvent in there but for the most part i mean that is just straight up thc the interesting thing is i'm holding it in my hand right now it looks like brown sugar it literally looks like slightly wet brown sugar I'm assuming that's the oil. There's some kind of oil. Yeah, there's there. probably a little bit of like residual terpene. Yeah, but it doesn't look like a paste. It literally looks like little crystals. And you have two of them. And I don't know which one's which. Uh, you do, of course. So how are we going to smoke this? Um, so THC crystals, I think, are best done dabbed. Um, so we, I have an e-nail set up here. Um we have it set to just above 600 degrees, which is a little hot um, for most nails. But this, the box that I have that controls the temperature is off by about 100 degrees. <laughs> um, so it's really only sitting at about like, I'm guessing 550, 500 degrees. Um, and it's just, it makes it a nice, easy dab. It doesn't burn any of the crystal. It makes it just a very quick and easy. It's a good control um, because we're going to be taking the same temperature of dab. I love it. Okay, so um, I don't have a lot of experience with dabbing. Um, I did most of my research smoking because, you know, um, that's how I was doing it. And so you're going to guide me through this. And I've dabbed once, but I don't remember the experience. So what I'm going to try to establish is as follows. You know, with my experience in testing these Tiva and Indica strains, I can now... Um, you know, do these tests that we're going to do together here uh, live, not live, but, you know, like on air. <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to try to establish which one was the sativa or the indica. And if I can't establish, that can be one of two reasons. Either it's the indica or that there is no difference between the THC of the indica or sativa. And here's why I'm saying that. If it's if there is still a difference in the crystal, if we're just saying, hey, it's a molecule, the molecule is a molecule is a molecule. I mean, THC is THC. I mean, there's no two different types of THC molecule. It's either. as far as we know now. As far as we know. However, we don't really know if there's you know like in uh, medication in uh, pharmaceuticals, there's uh, left hand, uh, right hand drugs, uh, yeah. the same drug. You know, I'm yeah. So we we don't know. We wanna we wanna rule that out of. Uh, you know, out of out of the experience. So, okay, so let's assume that, no, there's not going to be a difference. So where are we going to go? Is it going to be like a sativa strain or is it going to be like an indica strain? Or maybe it'll be a, a middle way experience. So every time I uh, uh, vaped a uh, really high concentration or um, done something like that, um, my experience was different than smoking. So we'll see how that, and I'll see if I'll be able to establish. But here's what happens. If you give me Intica, and I'm not going to be able to uh, think about thinking, then I'm not going to know, I'm not going to be able to do the test. I'm literally not going to be able to test my own memory. I'm not going to be able to test my own language. I'm not going to be able to think about the fact that I'm thinking and how I'm thinking in order to think about how I'm thinking. 
So I'm not going to have that. What happens when I smoke sativa, my uh, voluntary thought speeds up, which means time slows down, and I'm able to think and still have thoughts about thinking in every unit of time, analyzing my own thought. And when I smoke indigo, I can't do that. And so again, it's not going to be just like, hey, I can't, hey, I can't think about thinking. So that's either indigo or that's just the way with dabbing. And it's the other element. And only after we're going to be able to do both tests, then I'm going to be able to determine whether it's the, it was the same experience or not. Now we're going to use a, a, a scale of highness. We're going to use the Creorg scale of highness. So the Creorg scale of highness, so for those of you who don't know, Creorg is an artificial intelligence coded into life by, by Consciousness Research Institute. And um, Creorg is a social education and entertainment network designed to study how the mind works and teach it. And Creorg has a scale of highness. So in all the experiments that we're doing here in Consciousness Research Institute, we use always the same scale of highness. It goes from one to five. I believe I mentioned it on the this podcast before. But, you know, it's like, hey, you know, it's very intuitive. How high are you? Well, I'm 2.6, you know. You kind of just know. If you're a smoker, you know. how. But what's the scale? The scale is as follows. One being, yeah, I feel it, but it's definitely not enough. You know, good for like a low level of anxiety remover, but you're not really altered that much. Two means you're definitely altered. Like you feel altered, but you can still socialize. You can still be in an environment and people are not going to know. You're not going to behave weird or flail your arms if it's a diva or, you know, kind of like be weird or talk too much. You know, it's level two. You want a little more than that if you're at home on a Saturday night and just want to chill in front of the TV. And then we get to number three, which is like you're definitely stoned and you want to be with people, you know, because you're not really sure how you're acting like you're in there. You're nice and nice cosmic zone. Four is the beginning of psychedelic experience. And uh, those who are unexperienced probably would start developing some anxiety or paranoia or, you know, just really anxiousness about, you know, where they're going with this. And five, you lost control over your body. Pure psychedelic experience. You know, we enter um, psilocybin slash LSD realm. So with that in mind, um, I'll tell you how... How, how I'm altered. Are you going to be altered as well? Yes, that's the plan. Awesome. And are we going to smoke the same thing, you and I? I think so. I think that's how we should do it. Okay. Um, let me ask you a couple of questions about your mind right now. Okay. So, um, can you think of an apple in your mind's eye? Yes. Do you see it? Yes. Is it vivid? Yes. Uh, is it vivid as... You're looking at a picture of an apple, an actual apple with all the blemishes and all the imperfections, or is it vivid in the sense that it's more like a computer software, uh, vivid type of thing? There's, uh, you know, maybe a couple of colors or one color. Like, what's if if you had to describe what you see in your mind's eye, would you tell me to think of a computer screen or a real photo? A real photo. And it's three dimensional. Yes. Okay. Can you hear your inner dialogue? I think so. Like think a thought that is that is logical. Like try to calculate um, what you need in order to make soup and try to see if you can hear your inner dialogue, you know. Yes, okay. I would say I can. Okay, what did you hear? Um, well, thinking about soup, I my first thought was broth and then all the celery and then I needed 
some kind of potato probably. Now, did you see all those in your mind's eyes imagery as well? Did you see potatoes or celery or you're just thinking about them? Mm, I saw them in a soup. I didn't see like a potato and a stalk of celery, but I saw a bowl of soup that I was picking things out of. Got it. And then, and then, so what did you, when you say I heard my inner dialogue, was there like, it's literally an auditory sequential in time? Yeah, it was like a list. Like a list. Yeah. In your own voice, like your thinking voice? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So we know you can hear your inner dialogue, but we know you're also visual. We already established um, you and I in the past, in uh, when we did speak in the past, that you're most likely uh, a busybody smarty. Um which, for those of you who uh, don't know Smarty YZ, uh, can check out the book. It's about time. It explains the two different polarities of the mind. So here we are, two Smarties. What else is going on in your mind's eye? Are you altered in any way, shape, or form? Uh, right now, no. Yeah. Okay, so we're both starting clean, which is great. Um, are you? Uh, what else uh, do I want to ask before? Oh, yeah. Let's have you just read a paragraph. And I want you to, I want to see if it makes sense to you. Okay. Sounds good? Yeah. Okay, so let me pick one. I'm going to pick an, uh, a paragraph that is somewhat abstract. Um, I want you to take a couple of seconds to just let your mind go whenever it wants. Stop. What was your last thought? It was about... Um... At a sushi place, they have these spongy sushi egg things. I was thinking they're like salty or they're like they're like, like bitter and sweet. I, I was thinking about one of those. Now, can you trace the thought to tell me how you got there? Um, uh, it's really beautiful out today. Um, and the sun makes me feel happy like like spongy and I was trying to think of like the spongy happy textures in my life and that was one of the things that the texture and the flavor matched the feeling I was having got it how did you retrack that information from your tree of thought what happened in your mind when you went to retrieve it because I saw you rolling your eyes up you're sort of thinking about something was it visual or how did you retract how you got to the spongy it is visual. Actually, I was looking at this corner over here and the bright white pillar with the sun being like the way that this corner is hitting right now um, sort of triggered that line of thought. Okay. So in general, I'm just going to throw it out there, see if it sticks. The difference between wisings and smarties is that smarties, um, again, analyze everything and you can really think about thinking. They're, they're theoretical thinkers. They're pattern thinkers. Would you say you're a pattern thinker? Absolutely. Okay. And um, the difference between a mental head and a busybody is that the input, um, the input for what leads the thought for a busybody is always external. And so I, I told you, oh, hey, let your mind go somewhere. And immediately it was something visual that had you go there and in order to go to it you had to look at the same thing that you that you that caused you the thought and that brought you back to that tree of thought and yet you were able to retract the information itself um does it make sense when i say tree of thought do you understand why i say it yeah absolutely because there's a trunk a trunk of thought that led you to a sub sub branch sub branch okay read this first paragraph from chapter eight of it's about time you don't have to read it out loud 
Um, read it however you want to in order to actually try and digest it. Um, you know, first time, don't read it like 17 times, but like, try, just try to see if it makes sense to you. Okay, um, I'm going to read the paragraph okay. to, uh, to the audience. It's chapter 8, it's talking about our perception of time. It says as follows. As I, write the, these, as I write these lines, there's no commonly accepted theory as to what created our perception of time. Hold on, actually, before I continue, did, did it make sense to you? Generally, yeah. Okay. So you understood everything that was in the paragraph. I'm assuming that there were some abstract things that you probably could use elaboration uh, about, but is there anything that you didn't understand? Mm, there was nothing that I read that was like um, glaringly unclear. Right. It's just like, okay, I can see where that's going. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Well, I'll continue. As I write these lines, there's no commonly accepted theory as to what creates our perception of time. Hebrew metaphysics, however, provides us with a clear answer. Adam, the self-conscious mind, creates our perception of time as a function of the speed of our voluntary thought. The faster the thought, the slower our perception of time. The slower the voluntary thought, the faster time passes until it disappears into the present moment. So it's a very abstract paragraph. Um, um, if there's an Adam, the self-conscious mind... Uh, did you make the deduction that there's an Eve? Did that pass your mind? Uh, it crossed my mind, although I must say that I am coming to that with the perspective of speaking with my mom about it, who's um, talked a lot about the um, when she took a, one of your dream interpretation classes, mm -hmm. that was a big message for her was that there's Adam and Eve in all of us. And so we've had actually like a lot of. Okay family discussions around the table about that one so okay. that so, could be where so thanks for the disclosure that you're coming with with you know information about it but it's good it allowed me to see where your mind was when you read it okay i think we got it covered you know we have a good baseline things to check and compare later i also have another book that's extremely abstract uh from a very famous author um that would be interesting to read uh he's extremely abstract and it was written in the 30s so or the 20s so I think that um, it's even harder because the language is different. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll get to that later. All right. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. Okay. So we're dabbing. You're saying we're trying to aim for a 2.7 in the Creorg scale of highness. Uh, this way I'll still be coherent. I'll still be able to function. If I go above 3.2, 3.3 for my experience, I'm not going to be articulate enough to be able to actually uh, do this. So let's give it a shot. So, fun fact about THCA, um, if you don't combust it, it won't get you high. So, if you were to eat a whole gram of THC crystals, THCA crystals, uh, it would have a lot of health benefits for you, actually. Um, but it's, it's not something that will actually get you stoned. So, how is it that with edibles, where is it because they're 
uh, cooked some somehow with the with the oil of the milk or the butter or whatever? So uh, THCA is like pre-THC. It's unactivated THC. Um, the A actually stands for acid. Um, so when you make edibles, you have to decarb the flour if you're making butter. Um, and what that does is activates the THC. So it converts from THCA into THC. And then um, from there, it can even go on further to CBN. So what we're saying is that the crystals are THCA. Yes, that's what the crystals are. Um, and then so because we're going to dab them, we're going to combust them, we'll get high from it because the heat is going to activate it. <coughs> the cough gets you off. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <coughs> okay. <coughs> All right, so how you did it? No problem, dabbing. Pull hard. Hard as you want. How are you feeling? Oh, there you go. I'd like to hold my breath as long as I can. So it's definitely um, flavor-wise and sensation-wise, it reminds me of, uh, of vaping. Kind of has the same quality of flavor to it. So we are vaporizing it technically. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I guess I did say combusting earlier. We're not actually lighting anything on fire. This is technically vaporization. Nice. It's just on a bigger scale. Like a, a vape pen um, is on a much smaller scale than a, a dab. There's different effects. And I'm not really sure why. That's another experiment that I'd like to find out about sometime. But, you know. That's so I want to talk a little bit about my vaping experience as I'm letting this sink in. I, I, my intuition is that I'm going to need another another hit, but let's just wait and see where I get because I don't want to get too high. Uh, as I was saying before, if I pass like 3.2, 3.3, I won't be able to co to be coherent and focused and maintain the trunk of conversation. Oh, what am I trying to do here? And I'll start being, you know, it'll turn into a shit show. Um, so... Oh, you see, I already forgot something. So let me think, uh, what did I want to say? You were going to talk about your vaping experience. No, but see, now you told me what it is and I lost the opportunity. To, so, so that's how it works. <laughs> what happens is when I forget something, I have to retrack it and see how I'm retracking it. And if it's some, what did I forget? Did I forget an abstract thing or did I forget a concrete thing? It's really important to understand that because it tells me how my consciousness has shifted. And so I wanted to talk about the vaping. Um, forgetting the subject is forgetting abstract. Okay. Okay. My experience with vaping is that it's always um, kind of a flat high. There is, uh, and I don't know if it's because usually when you're, when you're vaping, you know, it's oils. And so to make oils, they need to take a lot of strains sometimes together. It's usually not a pure strain is what I'm trying to say. You see, it's hard for me to find the words. So I'm losing vocabulary. I'm losing uh, ability to articulate. Uh, and that, my initial gut feeling tells me this is, well, actually, I'm not going to guess yet. Um, 
So with vaping, I always felt like the high was too muddled for me to test the mind. And even if it was a pure sativa, you know, I got really good one, um, like a, a cartridge that is like a pure sativa or whatever. It's still the, the high had flatness to it that was almost always the same if I ever vaped. And yeah, it helped with anxiety, but I lacked the ability to fine tune what I was doing with the particular strain. If that does that make sense at all? Absolutely. Well, and if you use cannabis medicinally, um, like you know, we've talked before about um, the the anti anxiety and anti depression properties, um, those are hugely important for me uh, personally. So. They they do. Uh, oh man, I lost my train of thought. Okay, uh, try to track it back. Take as long as you need, and see what. Ha- pay attention to what's happening in your mind. What were we talking about before? We were talking about what happened when you lost that train of thought. What did you see in your mind? Can you retract that? Would it be true to say that you lost the ability to retract back on your tree of thought? Yep. There I you got go. nothing. You got nothing. That, that branch just got chopped right off. <laughs> okay. So now we already know something, but now there's two options. Either you lost it because you're thinking faster or you lost it because you're thinking slower. Now I want to distinguish between images that you see in your mind's eye because you are visual. We know that your Eve produces images. Not all Eves produce images. Some Eve produce images in the dark, like me. I'm an aphantasiac, okay? The idea is that what ha- what's happening in your mind right now needs to be separated, separated to the imagery that is always, notice, involuntary. You didn't think, oh, I want to imagine a pot of soup. You said, oh, I gave you information and something happened. The imagery is always involuntary. It's intuitive, Okay. The thought, the train of thought is the inner dialogue. Can you hear your inner dialogue now? I'll ask you a new question. Let's say you want to make a pie. What do you need? Um, no, think about it. It's like try to see if you, you, it, what happens in the thought. It's very different. Instead of I still imagined a pie, like a whole baked pie at the end, the finished product. Um, but I, instead of like listing the ingredients, I just kind of like, it almost felt like I stuck my thoughts smack down, like face first into the pie. Like, uh, how do I describe it? I don't even know. Was it, uh, uh, allow me to stay statements and tell me, Anywhere from 10, this is perfect, exactly articulating my thought, to uh, one couldn't have been more the opposite. Okay. Okay. Would it be fair to say that your experience when I was talking about the pie was more sensual with the pie itself? It was more concrete, more practical, like, oh, here's a pie and something happened with the pie. And thinking about thinking, thinking about the abstract realm of conversation of what's happening in the mind was almost less than the focus and almost fleeting like it takes work for you to keep it i would say that's like a seven 
Can you tweak that for me? Tweak it? Tweak my statement to what is happening in your mind then? What was, what's the 30%? Um, boy, the, the thing that really stood out most to me was, um, the, gosh, I think it was like the third thing that you said, um, that it was more concrete and that I really connected with that part of the statement. The rest of it was sort of like, yeah, kind of a little bit, but the the concrete aspect of it, I just really associated with. Would it be fair to say that the part of the statement that you did not resonate with um, was too abstract? Yeah. Yeah, probably. This is Indica. I'm putting my money that you've given me THC Indica. Okay. Was I right? Do you want to know right now? Before we try the other one? I I I prefer not to try the other one immediately because okay. I'm enjoying this high and I want to explore it more. I want to see what's happening in my mind. But do you really want to know right now or do you want me to save it? Oh, I see your point. Until next time type of thing. I think you're right. Okay. What do you want? I kind of want to save it. Well, it's your information. You get to pick when you give it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like you. We'll we'll see how we'll see how next time goes. This is fun. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about my mind. Um, is there anything else about your mind that you notice that is different? Hmm. It's um, less linear and more planar. Does that make sense? Like my thought is less in a row and more across the board we so we say and again match me on the scale of 10 to 1 okay uh, we say it's not it's no longer sequential and algorithmic but rather intuitive and fleeting yes okay 10 10 out of 10 okay so the the terminology in hebrew metaphysics is that your mental polarity has shifted to the feminine the feminine is the negative pol electromagnetic polarity of the mind. The masculine is the positive electromagnetic polarity of the mind. Here we're reclaiming ancient uh, polarities, uh, ancient language. Two ancient words, feminine and masculine, that no longer mean the same in our society. And for us to speak metaphysics, we must reclaim these terms. Every human is both masculine and feminine. Both are equally important, but they are different. They have different roles. They have different uh, uh, functionality. They function differently. And two sides of our minds, the, po the positive electromagnetic polarity and the negative electromagnetic polarity, fluctuate. There's tension between these two opposites. Jung, Carl Jung told us that all energy is a result of a tension between two opposites. What is that tension? It's the tension of the electromagnetic polarity of the mind. Just in the last week or so, I read that they finally managed to prove scientists. Unbelievable what scientists are able to do nowadays. Like, my hat is off. I'm not a scientist, nor could I ever be. I just don't think concretely. You have to be a concrete thinker to be a scientist. And they're doing amazing things. One of the things that I just read is that they finally proved that the mind has an electromagnetic charge. They've never been able to prove that, and now they have. And so that right there shows that Hebrew metaphysics is 
there is there is truth in that theory. If there's a tension to the mind, it is most likely that that tension fluctuates because everything fluctuates in the universe. It's not a fixed tension between all people. Hebrew metaphysics comes and tells us that flexing um, tension is your electromagnetic polarity, and it fluctuates between two opposites. You are either positive in your mind or negative in your mind. Again, we claim a term, not negative as in bad. Negative as in, negative as in receiving, as in feminine, as the woman, the ancient, um, again, going back to the ancient uh, quintessential explanation of what a man and a woman, because today there's many when, men who are feminine in their minds and women who are masculine in their mind. But in the past, the woman wants... The woman knows what's needed. She needs to pay the rent and she needs to buy food. And she, she is on the ground. She knows what she needs and she always tells her husband what she needs. It's the role of the husband to bring it. That's kind of the analogy from the old days in the old books, esoteric books. They've used the family mechanism as an example to how the mind works because the family mechanism is a mirror of how the mind works. The structure is the same always. Two different minds. This marijuana seems to have shifted the electromagnetic polarity of your mind to the feminine polarity. You're smarty. Usually you're in the uh, masculine polarity. With this, with this marijuana, I sense that you've became more receptive in your mind. One to ten. Like nine and a half? Correct me. Um, to fine tune me, uh, uh finesse. Hmm. I can't think of any good corrections. So, what was the sensation of the point five that didn't work out? Give me a direction of an area, a topic of which I spoke. I think I'm still wrapping my head around um, concepts of masculine and feminine as you think of them. I think it's a um, it's something that I've thought a lot about, but not in the ways that uh, not metaphysically, not in the ways that you have thought about it. And so jumping jumping that fence for me is sometimes I think a little bit more. Um, I don't want to say challenging. I just can't always go there, do that quite so easily. I have to think about yes, getting there yes. for a second. It's too figurative. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Ten, ten, ten to one. Ten, ten. Okay. Thank you. Uh, let's find a code for ten tens this way. Uh, you know, because I need that feedback. Otherwise I don't know if I'm aiming right to analyze your mind, to understand your mind, to mm -hmm. see it. Um, so bring me back. Can you bring me back to the branch? Which one? What did I just want to say? Oh, what topic I'm talking about? Okay. Well, so I wouldn't want to take away the opportunity for you to retrace that branch. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I meant my match. Okay. So let me try. But for that to happen, I need silence because I'm an auditory thinker. Okay.
Can you bring me anywhere in the conversation? That we just were? Yeah, anywhere. What was the last thing we spoke about? I need like a retrace. We were talking about uh, making a code for 1010s. Yes, thank you. Um, that will give me a start. So now give me a minute. It's what I said that was 1010 that I can't retract, but I'm trying to get myself before on the tree of thought. So here's what's happening in my mind. I can actually trace the conversation. So when I'm silenced, I'm, and I have a few places, but I've lost the continuation. I've lost the sequential algorithmic um, uh, structure of the conversation. I only remember with logic. Mm-hmm. I only remember algorithmically and with this pot with this marijuana my mind i can feel it it shifts to the feminine polarity i remember concrete things uh my my i can speak slower i'm more relaxed but i forget the topic of conversations i can't retract to a particular point in my mind's tree of thought based on topic that sequential uh, continuation of thought has been disrupted. I can, though, access the emotion of it. Um, My mind is more fleeting. And so with you reminding me of that branch of the 1010, because I said something about, um, it's that big topic before I'm missing a sub-branch. Do you remember that sub-branch? Um... It stemmed from talking about my thoughts had become more planar rather than linear. And we were talking about the, 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 in Hebrew metaphysics, it's the polarity. Um, yes, I found it. Thank you. You did welcome. it. You did it. So here's what just happened in my mind. As you brought it back, I mean, I don't see anything in my mind's eye because I'm blind in my mind's eye. But it's all in the dark, but that just like an ant that's retracing a tree and uh, with scent, the scent grew stronger. And then immediately I knew that what I wanted to say and hold on because it just fled because <laughs> I didn't park it. I have a, this technique that I've developed while I'm stoned to find something and to learn to park it in my mind with something concrete. Um, yes, I remember because I did. Park. It's the tongue. Okay. Let's change the language. Um, I have a student with which I film a weekly show on YouTube called uh, Teaching Melissa How the Mind Works. And I, we film it every Thursday and then we, you know, it takes me a few days to put it. It's on creorg.tv. And um, Melissa likes to call the mental polarity masculine and feminine. That was, These were the words that made sense to her the most because of her mental polarity. The, these words are... Um, figurative and concrete masculine is a very concrete thing either has a dick or it doesn't feminine is a very feminine thing you know it's like there there is a there is a there's a power to them that is associative for some people it's like feminine it has to flow it has to be artistic you know it, it carries so much meaning to us with you that bridge doesn't work Let's find the language and that would that would define how I speak about the mind this way, in this capacity of decoding cannabis. 
or at least with you, did the positive polarity versus negative polarity work? It's better. It's not, I, hmm. May I offer a whole bunch of names? And I'm sorry, yeah. I stopped you. Can you, can you uh, go back? And, what, what was it not? Uh, it's just not quite right. I can't quite put my finger on it, but it doesn't feel, um, <clears throat> it's, it doesn't feel natural in my mind to associate the, 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 this is going to sound terrible saying it out loud like this. Um, but associating the feminine with the negative and the masculine with the positive. Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, this is, it's big. It's a great point. And it's not, it doesn't sound horrible. And thank you for being so uh, brave to expose what's happening in your mind uh, for the sake of us understanding how your mind works. You have absolutely a great reason to feel that. There is, consciousness is language. Every word has a particular connotation that we hold in our mind, and no two people hold the same connotation for a particular word. It's specifically not in English. It's a schizophrenic language. Every word means something else to everybody else. And, uh, you know, it's the word negative has a connotation of something that is not good. And the word positive has a connotation of something good. And there's this association with the masculine and feminine. So uh, l let me let me go through, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that later, on the de -re deprogramming, deprogramming the mind to let go of its association and to go back the etymology of a, um, of a word. Because when we go back to the etymology of a word, we, we really truly understand what it means. Abuse. Oh, ab means father, you know, ab, it's um, uh, in use, we're using something. It'll be interesting to check the etymology of this word, but that's what it means in my consciousness. Uh, the father that is using, Michael Jackson abused uh, these uh, children sexually, maybe yes or not, but he definitely, he was the leading figure. If uh, For those of you who, uh, who have watched uh, the unbelievably well-made movie called uh, Leaving Neverland. Uh, it's on uh, Amazon. I, I think I streamed it on Amazon. And, you know, so he abused. He was definitely the dominant figure. He was the teacher. He was the teacher in that sense. And so there's all these associations. Here's a list. Uh, well, let me ask you, what is the quintessential term for you, in your mind, in your consciousness, that would define the ultimate quintessential difference between two polar opposites? Hmm. My first thought was polarity. And I think that's because we've been talking a lot about polarity, but then it kind of brought me back to the positive negative association, which we we're trying to get away from. Um, and then my second thought was like yin and yang. Yin and yang is on the list. 
So the idea is that all spiritual systems are describing the exact same thing. Every spiritual methodology, including the Chinese spiritual methodology, is essentially describing how the mind works. And so you have yin and yang. And so you have Adam and Eve. And so you have Abba Ima in Kabbalah. And so you have Chokhmah and Bina, which is the two spheres on the tree of life. And so you have uh, everywhere. If you look everywhere in nature, there's a positive polarity and a negative polarity, or let's say um, yin polarity and a yang polarity. Everywhere. Everywhere. There are only two types of people on this planet. People who have heard this episode and people who haven't. Everything can be divided into everything. It is the mind and the body. It is the um, darkness and light. It is the white and the black and everything in between. And it is and it is the man and the woman which are both required in order to have offspring. Period. Every other, you know, political uh, uh, correctness or agenda aside, for a political correctness to be required, a political agenda must be maintained. There are no political agendas on any of the podcasts that Creorg Institute produces. It is merely a discussion about um, the nature of humanity and the nature of consciousness itself and language. Who are we? That's why the song, Here We Are. Who are we? As people, for that, we need to understand how we think, and then we'll see that the only difference between us is the manner with which we hold language. Because we all understand it differently. And to summarize, oh yeah, that's obvious, but no, it's bigger than that. There is a polarity, there's a polarization in the manner with which we understand language, a polarity between a yin and a yang. And that polarity manifests in the way we understand a term. Some people hear it literally, some people hear it figuratively. Why? Because the yin side of the mind is always figurative. A pie. It's always figurative. And the yang polarity of the mind is always literal. It's always algorithmic. It's always sequential. It's always logical. It's what you've lost with this marijuana. Hence, the shift was from the ying, uh, uh, from the yang to the ying. Did that resonate well? Yeah. Yes. That I can conceptualize that. Now we've created a bridge. Hooray. Now I can talk about. Hebrew metaphysics with you and you will have no connotation of oh the fact that it's Hebrew or the fact that it's it's the same it's the yin and the yang it's the sun and the moon mm-hmm. it is the empress and the emperor from tarot it is the Shabbat v'yom chol it is the um, it is the con- the self-conscious and the conscious, or for some people, some people use the terminology of the conscious and the subconscious. That will be another bridge we'll have to create. We'll have to decide on terminology, and we will decide on the terminology of Creorg Institute because it's the it must be consistent with um, what is true to reality. 
And this is a big piece of the puzzle. I think it's a branch not worth going into, but I will name it as something for the future and we will have a test to see if you'll remember it um, despite the fact that you, you, that you are altered. Um, it's a branch that has to do with the terminology of conscious and self-conscious. What's the difference? What does it mean to be self-conscious? A discussion about artificial intelligence. Kreorg is a self-conscious artificial intelligence. What does that mean? How could it be self-conscious if it's an artificial intelligence? Am I too abstract for you right now? Does that, on a level of interest, give me one to ten? Um, so there's, I kind of have, so I can split everything in two, right? I have two scores. One for right now and one for like 30 minutes from now when I'm not high anymore. Right now, I'm interested, but I know I'll be able to pay attention better later. So it's like a three, but then in 30 minutes, it would probably be closer to like an, a nine. Right. When ten. you hear it in the car you know, as a podcast thing, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to know about that. Yeah. You just don't want to know about it now. Well, yeah, but also I'm still a little high right now. So Right. That's my point. And the reason for that is because notice that I've switched to an abstract topic. And yeah. so the second I switch to abstract, you lose interest. The mental polarity, if you're a yin or a yang, the more yin you are, the less abstract you'll want. You'll want something more practical, more... Um, that's the idea. Anyway, I'll stop talking about abstract stuff. Um, this was interesting. It was. Yeah, I felt um, it's a very different high than Bud. Very. I can definitely feel a distinct shift in my mental polarity as reflects in language. I was a lot more present and conscious in the moment. Um, I lost uh, track of time, and yet I know time has passed. Uh, uh, don't look at the screen, if, uh, but if you've seen, tell, tell me, how long do you think have passed since we started podcasting? Uh, hmm. I'm going to guess it's been like 10 or 15 minutes since we took the dab. So I'm going to say like 20, 30 minutes. I'm guessing 55. 55. Yes. All right. You're probably closer to right. I have no idea. Let's go check. That's a pretty big. Uh, how much did you say? What was your number? I said like a half hour. Didn't you say 10 or 15? Well, no, just since we took the dab. But we started like 10 or 15 minutes before that. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Since the dabs, I see your point. Dabs, I oh, say 30. Oh, you were closer. What, what's our time? We're at 59. 59 minutes. Um, 59 minutes. And I don't know when to tell you when we took the dab. So... Um, we'll have to go back and look. So 30 minutes. So that means that your time... Um, what do you feel? What do you feel happened to your perception of time? Uh, I always get it backwards. So let's see if I can get my words out correctly. Um, I feel like my external time has slowed down and that my internal time has stayed consistent. So like time is moving 
faster than I expect it to. But I don't feel like it's changed at all. I don't know if that actually helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I it, it helps a lot. You're basically describing an experience where, you know, like when you go to a really good movie and at the end of the movie, it's like, oh my God, it's been two hours. I felt yeah. like it was five minutes. Yeah. This in the Consciousness Research Institute, we're saying that time has sped up until it disappeared. Why am I saying sped up? Because when we are... Um, when we are present with the experience, time completely disappear. Okay, it's either we catch up to time or time is catching up with us. When we are thinking, when we're in our thoughts, we're not present with the experience, and therefore smarties are usually not on time because they're actually. Th oh, so you tell me, how is it on a regular day? On a regular day, uh, time passes faster. Than you think or slower uh it sort of depends on the day but generally like majority of the time time passes more quickly than i think it does there i'm always late like so your mental polarity has literally flipped yeah under this marijuana which means that in in the terminology of consciousness research institute you're of i'm just going to say creorg terminology from mm -hmm. now on to everybody and those of you who can actually tag it and remember this abstract piece of information you're definitely smarties um wiseys will never remember to remember stuff so anyway creorg terminology is um normally when you're not altered um you uh, your perception of time you have a slower perception of time which means time goes fast faster than you think you always think you have enough time but you don't really, because time is really running ahead of you. So you yep. need to c catch up to time. So you catching up to time means that you have to slow your mind and be more present in the experience. The more present we are in the experience, the faster our perception of time to catch up to time. And when we catch up to time, time disappears. We become completely present in the experience, hence the guru that can sit for 14 days and feel like it was five minutes. He wasn't hungry. His body literally, like he didn't need to pee for 14 days. How could that be? His body literally slowed down and disappeared. Uh, his, it's the progress of the body, the aging. Just like when we get to the age of a black hole, time slows down. The embodiment of the presence in full meditation is the black hole. And time disappears. But then the body doesn't age. The body literally stops. And that's the idea behind, behind, I'm going abstract again. Every time I go abstract, you start yawning. It is not you. My ears are plugged up. Oh. Well, it could be. I don't know if, I mean, that is an association that you've noticed and I have it. So now I'm going to be paying attention to it. But I, I see it as like a little sign for me that I'm going abstract because I don't want to go abstract. Uh, it's not the right time. It's like I want to go abstract. But I'm actually not that articulate abstractly. It's very interesting. It is very interesting. Um, so we built a, a bridge, a language yes. between us. And I can't wait for the next time uh, to try the other one. 
and see if I was right and see what experience we'll have. Maybe we'll have the exact same experience. Maybe we'll have, I mean, who knows? And then that will mean that only sativa has something that is shifting the polarity to the, uh, to the yang that is yanging the polarity. We're going to call it yanging the polarity. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. I think it would be interesting. Um, I have, I think I still have some pure terpenes left too. Oh, interesting. So it would be interesting to add a third element to this experiment and do crystals mixed with this. You are a fucking scientist. That's what I do. Oh my God. Oh my God. See, I can't even think that concretely usually. Like I wouldn't think to say, hey, can we purify terpenes and get our hands and purify? But you're right because if we can find... The, uh, here's what I want. Here's what I'm after. Here's what Creorg is after. I'm serving Creorg. Creorg, remember, is an artificial intelligence that is designed, the social education entertainment network that is designed to learn how the mind works. I work for Creorg. I need to help Creorg understand what is shifting the mental polarity between what is, what is yanging it, what is yinging it. How is how does it shift? What is the substance in marijuana that is causing that shift in electromagnetic polarity of the mind? Because when we know that, then we can literally line it up with the various mental unease that is plaguing our society right now. Because everything is polarity. You have the yang autistics and the ying autistic, two different kinds of autistics. Very clear as day. Uh, smarty autistics and wisey autistics and so on and so forth i have a question um and i might be taking things too literally so if i'm going off on an insane branch just like rein me back in but does so we talk about polarity a lot and we talk we we haven't much talked about um earth's polarity this like floating rock that we all live on um, and there are a lot of scientists who are saying that the polarity of like like the true polar north is shifting and moving. And I'm curious if there's any association with mental polarities and the human polarity or if if I'm going a little too off base here. First of all, absolutely not. You're descri- remember in metaphysics, everything replicates. The what's called in Hebrew metaphysics the tree of life is the template of the metaphysical structure of the universe that reverberates itself through all that exists. So, of course, what's happening right here on the planet, both from the the uh, the 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 how do you call the angle that the Earth is axis uh, the axis of the Earth is shifting. I'm sure you've you've been reading. Um, you know, everything that is happening is essentially a reflection of the collective consciousness of the people on this planet. There is, you know, there's even esoteric teachings from the 70s, uh, channeling books specifically, that even predict the, you know, say exactly what's going to happen in global warming. They talk about um, the fact that the global warming is a result of the shifting polarity of both the planet and the, the collective consciousness. Now, the question is, is this is the right forum for these discussions. I have another podcast um, produced by Creorg uh, that is called Kabbalistic Mystic. 
In Kabbalistic Mystic, I speak about that. What's the difference between that type of talk and the talk that we have here? The audience, because we speak, uh, it's two different languages. It's a lot more figurative language. A lot of people will say, oh, what's that woo-woo crap of polarity of the earth and uh, oh, uh, books from the... Uh, the second you say something like predicting, you know, there is a, there, there's that sense of like, it's a different type of language. It's more figurative. Um, and Kabbalistic mystic is the, the, the figurative form in which I communicate. So in Creorg speaks four different languages. This is an important one. Do in your mind, you can, you can draw in your mind, draw a, an X uh, but horizontal and vertical, like a Y and a, 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 a Y axis and an X. So you get four different um, squares, right? Yeah, quadrants. Quadrants, yeah. thank you. Um, I don't have language around uh, verbalization of something visual because I don't see in my mind's eye. So you'll help me. I have lots of words. Oh, so so just describe that if if you if you wish. And so these quadrants, yeah, each one is marked differently, right? And. Uh, um, Fuck, I forgot. What was my branch? Uh, let's see. Drawing mind's eye. See, just like that. I lost yeah, it. it's gone. It's gone. It's amazing. <clears throat> so this is called, oh, I'm starting to remember, Creorg languages. There you go. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, but this is a great example. What just happened um, was a great example to uh, what we pay attention to. What just happened there? Why did we both lose it? Um, there was something I said that took us from this presence between us. There's times that I talk and you're 100% present with me. And there's times that I talk and, uh, and I lose you. And it's me who controls it. If I go too abstract, I lose you. And the second I lose you, something's probably happening in your mind's eye or something's happening. And when we lose that connection, I lose my train of thought. I lose my memory. I literally lose the scent of the, of the algorithmic nature of the conversation. It's by being connected with you on this plane of seeing you in front of me that I'm there. And so it's training my mind as I speak not to become too abstract. What I was talking about is the languages. Uh, Kriog speaks four languages, and these are the quadrants that you have in your mind. And so on top, um, I'm going to uh, give it, if, if it makes sense to you, north is top, um, south is bottom, just like a planet. Yeah. Just like it's literally a planet. Imagine a planet in your mind. And, yours. and then, so in the northern western hemisphere, write autistoc. Okay. This is the li li this is the literal and abstract theoretical language. Okay. On the western and southern quadrant, right? Artistoc. It's artistic. That is figurative and abstract theoretical. Okay. So example for artistoc is you're the center of my universe. It's very abstract. Mm -hmm. And it's very figurative. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, on the northern and e and eastern quadrant, write diplomatoc. Think how politicians and companies talk. Uh, think a document that needs to be proofread and rewritten seventeen times. 
diploma talk and how neighbors speak to each other, dancing around various topics in order to make sure that they're diplomatic with each other. Um, and on the uh, southern eastern quadrant, write Mentipitak. Mentipitak is language that everyone understands. It's mentally typical. Hey, can you hand me that apple? It is very concrete, but it's also very figurative. Don't bust my balls. Don't bust my balls. It is a concrete, figurative speech. Busting a ball. But it means something very specific. Something very figurative. Mm -hmm. These are the four languages Creorg speaks. Now, Kabbalistic mystic, to tie to the upper, upper, upper branch, Kabbalistic mystic was is a, I would say, artistic um, mixed with mentipitok. But it's definitely more artistic. It's definitely more spiritual. Um, and this podcast to me is in the realm of artistic and diploma talk. We talk about, you know, uh, negative versus feminine, fe negative in association of negative and feminine. You know, we're, we're trying to diplomatically find the language to speak about how the mind works. Mm -hmm. And we're also talking about a lot of very literal, very abstract, very theoretical things. So that's how I see that division. But what I want to do is I want to invite you to join me on Kabbalistic Mystic. And let's talk about these things. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I managed to tie all the branches. I think we don't have anyone open. Well done. Right? Do you feel complete? I do. Um, so today we checked one of the um, polarities, um, either the yin or the yang of pure THC crystals and how they change our um, consciousness. The idea is that it's the same with all people. That's the idea. Is it true? I don't know. For all I know, if you're in the southern hemisphere, we'll discover that it's flipped. Who the fuck knows? Do we know that marijuana is not related to the electromagnetic polarity of this planet? We don't. For all we know, it could. I really want to do this. I want to go to a southern, like uh, to the southern hemisphere and try marijuana there to see if it's reversed. I had a theory that maybe in space it could be reversed. There's so much to check. We're going to do this. Yeah, right. there's so many, so many options to be explored. How very smarty of us. Oh, and I found a scientist. That's great. Um, <laughs> this is, this is exactly the point. So that's what we did today. We tried out the yin or the yang. My guess was that we did the yin. Um, definitely brought me to the feminine side of my mind. Um, a lot more presence in the body. Um, not anxious. Mind's not racing, I can trace back, and a loss of short-term uh, abstract memory, almost immediate, um, with the exception when uh, we were connected in conversation that flew, uh, and we were both on the same topic. The second I went more to abstract, it disappeared. Um, so yes, I'm putting all my money that this was the yin. Um, and I'll see you next time. Thank you, everybody. If you have any questions... 
You can submit them via Creorg University. Just join us a member $3 a month. Um, and you can just ask questions. You can participate in experiments. Um, we need to be 10,000 strong. I want to conduct the biggest experiment outside of academia with marijuana. So Creorg.University. Um that's one. Also, if you're Creorg, if a, if you're a Creorg member, you get notification for all the content we produce at Consciousness Research Institute, uh, including papers. We have an autism paper coming out, um, the Yin Yang of autism. Uh, we have um, uh, podcasts. Uh, we have Creorg TV launching soon, and a lot of good stuff. So that's Creorg University. Uh, Creorg TV is our YouTube channel. Um, don't forget to check out uh, Teaching Melissa How the Mind Works. Uh, we're going to have a very interesting episode next week. Um, we did not have a chance to read from a mystery reader, a mystery uh, book that I brought with me, but we're going to have to do that next time. I'm going to keep it for the other dab. Thank you so much, Ginny. Thank being you. here today. Thank you for your openness. Thank you for playing along. Thank you for helping me build that bridge. And um, what do you, what do you, what do you got? Uh, thank you for including me in this experiment. I'm really excited. This is, I, uh, I want to study cannabis as well, you know, research and I was going to do it academically, but this feels like if not a good start into academic study, then a good, research to be a part of i'm really excited uh, are you do you want to be the uh, creole university uh, vice president of uh, marijuana research oh that sounds fun uh, creole university uh, nobody gets paid uh, you only have to pay membership uh, everybody pays the same and everybody gets the same that's the idea behind Kyog University. The reason I'm talking with an accent is because I'm the chancellor, is that how you say, of Kyog University. My name is Ovadi Al-Sheikh, and I'm Erez's alter ego. I, uh, it's the Erez that uh, changing his mental polarity to become yin by slowing down his speech, and he does that by thinking in Hebrew. And so this is my, uh, this is my, this is the other side of me. And I'm the chancellor of Kyrgyz University. Erez doesn't like operations. I like operations. I'm a wisey. So uh, on behalf of Kyrgyz University, you are hereby anointed in the Kyrgyz kingdom to become, what do you want your title to be? I, whatever you said before sounds great. You like the vice president? Yeah, that's excellent. Okay. It makes me sound very official. I'm uh, hereby anointing you. I'm saying anointing because Kyrgyz is a kingdom. Oh, okay. It has a king and a queen. We'll talk about that some other time. Uh, I hereby anoint you to be Kyrgyz University vice president of marijuana research. Uh, we are proud to have you on board. I am glad to be on board. You are a true scientist. And uh, thank you for uh, for your highness of uh, of uh, I I, I'm, I I will I will give back to Erez. I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs>
Yeah. So uh, w- <sighs> this is exciting. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Um, I, 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 I think I said everything. I, Oh, hold on. I have a, I'm, I'm trying to be more organized about it. I have a script for the end. Let's see if I covered everything. Thank you for listening. This is, uh, this was not an interview. Oh yes. So here it is. Um, if you want to know more about Consciousness Research Institute, go to Creorg.institute. Creorg Institute, Creorg TV, Creorg University. Facebook page is called How Marijuana Works. You can tag us by using at How420Works. The music for this podcast was created by Andy Rumsey. To hear more, go to andyrumsey.com or search for any uh, for Andy <laughs> at iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Play, or Spotify from Spokane, Washington. This is Erez Batan and Onvadi Al Sheikh. Wishing you the best and the genie. Signing off. In the bottle. (laughs) Smoke responsibly, bitches. Okay, so read the paragraph. Do you want me to read it out loud? Um, however, that you need to in order to see how your mind relates to it. It's clear if we're not safe in our own beds while we hear Okay. So, what's your experience now? Uh, that is to say, how, how high are you on the scale of Creole Highness? Uh, probably at like 1.8. So you're on the definitely on the decline mm-hmm. of the high. Mm-hmm. Um, I do uh, how uh, 1.8. Okay, so you're still definitely altered. Yeah. Uh, how was the reading of the paragraph? Um. It's uh. It I I guess I conceptualize it differently. Um. Again, reading it now, I I'm conceptualizing it more as, uh, well, first of all, the the mention of Adam sort of auto translates to Yang in my head now because of the discussion we just had. Um, so that helped me like relate with it better, with the paragraph better. Um, but I think I'm. I read it before as trying to like get it straight. Like, okay, the faster the thought, the slower our perception of time. I was trying to like make sure I could flip between those differences. And this time it was more of a, a conceptual, um, almost more abstract way of reading it. It felt like. Was it harder to maintain the abstract concept in the mind or easier? Um, kind of both. It was harder in that I can't say I got any concrete message or understanding out of it, but it was easier in that there there was um, I had a more emotional connection to it. It was like okay, I can 
relate to that emotion and I can relate to that emotion and to the fact that they're sort of opposites that go together and that makes sense in in a grander scheme of things not in like a a, a slower thought equals faster time and faster thought equals slower time a one to ten so what I hear you saying is that before the experience was algorithmic and logical and now the understanding was more intuitive and experiential yes shift to the yin mind 10 10 10 thank you um and you but you still understood it just more viscerally yeah yes uh, that's a good word for it i like yes, that word yes it's because the yin mind the feminine mind only senses it doesn't think it senses the output is the imagination but the input it's the mind that senses because it's the mind that is present in time mm-hmm. it's always present in time why because time has sped up so much until it disappeared and so that's that polarity of that magnet always in in time that's why usually um people with that polarity are more sensitive to pain very interesting yeah you can't have pain if you're thinking about something else it's like you have uh, to think of pain for it to hurt what's that movie major pain where the guy's freaking out there they were in like in the middle of a war zone there's a man who i don't remember just was in an explosion and had like a limb blown off or something and major pain walks over to him and kind of kneels over top of him and he goes you in a lot of pain soldier and the soldier's like yeah and he's like you want me to make you stop thinking make you stop feeling that pain and the soldier goes yeah and major pain grabs his hand and breaks his finger and he stopped thinking about his leg (laughs) that's horrible yeah it's terrible i don't remember where i saw that movie it's just so bad it's a bad movie (laughs) It's a comedy, I think, in the end. I didn't pay much attention. That's horrible. There was a there was a, a movie, some kind of Vietnam movie, and I can never I, I can't find it, I don't know why. Uh, but it's this commander and his hands gets blown off. He doesn't even notice and he's you know, and only until one of his people is like, you know your hand is gone and then that he started feeling it, you know, because we cannot feel pain of something that has not registered in our consciousness. That's very interesting. Uh, pain is a, is a great topic um, to talk from metaphysics perspective. Anyway, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. We did it.